welcome to a brand new episode of Comment Section. That's right. We got a special episode for you today. It's our end of the year capper. Uh, I love these ones. Yes. I we love doing lists. Yes. Lists are so much fun, <laughs> pro and con. I do them even when I don't have a podcast to talk to them on about. about um... My favorite thing <laughs> is getting them all together and then organizing the list. I no, it is my favorite part. Oh, yes. It's, it's fun. It's fun to make lists. And we are looking back not only at the year of movies. Yeah. Honestly, pretty disappointing year. <laughs> <laughs> I liked some more, more than you did, but yeah. But we're also looking back at the decade as a whole. That's right. The 2010s are coming to a close. We made it through another decade. If you think about it, this is only the second decade where we were there the whole time. Oh, yeah. Isn't that yeah, weird to think about? Yeah, we, the entirety of 2018 and 2019, this podcast existed. Yes. I mean, like, the whole, we were alive in a full decade. I see what you're saying. Yes, because we weren't around. I was thinking about you saying. <laughs> I thought you meant uh, the year. I sorry, I got distracted because I had a realization <laughs> that is blowing my mind right now. Uh, this will be a little tease for the list. I just, I, I almost, I, I don't know if I want to say it. Don't uh, say it. God, I um, uh, uh, maybe I'll say it at some point. But <laughs> I'm really excited for the list now because I had a realization about the list. I'll definitely, oh, I'll, de- I'll definitely say it at some point about. I realized something about my list that I will, uh, I'll definitely get into at some point. But, um, uh, okay, so we were, this is the second, oh yeah, because we didn't make it through the entire 90s. That's right. Not because we died, but no. we, <laughs> because. Wouldn't that be an awesome, like, capper? It's like, we both, like, make it to almost 100. Yeah. And we don't, we never get to live a full decade in the 90s. No, that. Oh, that would be disappointing. Uh, you know, as I say, that is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> to live that long and still not even make to it. To not make it through the whole if decade. If I live that long, I at least want to make it to and the And honestly, year, um... both of them, we wouldn't have the full memories. Because the memory <laughs> would go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, I think this is probably the first decade of my life that I have been uh, like... Uh, active enough to even have like a like i could have made a top 10 movies of the 2000s list for sure but like i'm much more conscious about list making and movie seeing than i was before in my life so this is the first time i've had an opportunity like this uh to make a top 10 movies of the decade list but that's the next episode here we're going to talk about the top 10 movies just of this year 2019 uh and uh yeah, I think we're both going to have some shorter lists. In, in past yes. years, uh, like 2017 was a, a great year, in my opinion, where I had a uh, uh, full top 10. Uh, we're both going to have top five favorite movies yes. of the year. And uh, there was nothing I absolutely hated this year, but it sounds like you had and a lot. Honestly, <laughs> some of these movies on my top one, I don't even like that much. <laughs> so but, that uh, says something. But uh, you've got a... a uh, a top five worst movies of the yes. year. Yes. Oh, before we probably say, we're recording this on December 20th. Were there any movies you, just to like, right. write the S, were there any movies you wanted to see that you didn't get to see yet? I uh, still have not, oh, I actually just, I, 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 we, we were just talking about, I still haven't seen Toy Story 4, and I think we're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> uh, part of me was, you talked about how you didn't like that movie at all, and I, I don't know if I'll like <laughs> it or not, but I just, I'm not that excited anymore. So have I you read any, re- any like reactions? Not from reviews because there are positive reviews, but like fan reactions or 
Has anyone uh, mentioned it to you? I, I still don't know that much about it. Um, I, I just, for whatever reason, stopped being excited about it. And I, I have, I've slacked on a lot of movies this year. Can I say something? Now, how well do you remember our, our episode from last year? Uh, this time last year? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I Barely? Do you barely <laughs> remember it? I'd say barely, but I do okay. remember, I think, talking about upcoming movies, uh, and we talked about Toy Story 4. Yes. Um, but I don't remember what we said. I successfully predicted something for Toy Story 4, and I said, wouldn't it be stupid if they did this? Oh, really? And I was right. <laughs> Um, wow. Um, you, uh, yet another, uh, in a series of predictions <laughs> that you're weirdly right about. Yes. Um, and the other one, I actually think you might have mentioned that you saw this one. I still haven't seen Missing Link, which I put as one of my yeah. movies I wanted to see because I love stop motion and that particular company, but, um, I, I didn't see it. I don't know. Slacked with animation this year, I guess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um... There are probably others, uh, but it, I, I did not see that movie many mo- as many movies in theaters this year as I used to uh, uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, most of them I, I fit in in the last half of this year, just trying to fit in the movies I didn't see yet. So uh, that's where I am. Now, all right, now, Portland, we were recording this on December 20th, and you saw last night. Oh yeah, literally last just the the official release date less than twelve hours ago. Yeah, wait, wait, wait more than twelve because that would have been two a.m. It was an it was a nine twenty show. So less than twenty four yeah, hours ago. Very very recently, I was watching Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, and um, we'll leave it there for now. Yeah, we'll leave it there for now. Um, <laughs> I know building that high. Yeah, because uh, I've seen some things. People either love it or hate it. I mean, well, okay, we'll say this. You'll notice that I don't have a worst of the year list. We can okay. say that. Um, but, uh, yes, but you have a worst of the year list. Yes, I do have a worst <laughs> of the year list. I think this might be the longest worst of the year list I have. Well, yeah, last, I think you had three last year. Yes, this year I have five. There was one year I had uh, two in the same year. What <laughs> yes. a year. But AI. Yeah, oh, two movies I, I wanted to see that I haven't gotten around to. One was I wanted to see um, that whatever that Tom Hanks Mr. Rogers movie oh, was. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Was won't you be my neighbor? Y- yes, that's that, that sounds that's right. right. That's either that movie or the documentary. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. The other one was I have not seen Star Wars yet. Yeah, not not that you had that much chance. No, I did not have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know actually I'll I'll mention this. Uh, um, it, he didn't show up to his job just, so that he could go later. see Star Wars. <laughs> uh, he had to avoid those spoilers because of what happened with yeah. Han. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he, there was a moment when he was the one in the theater yelling, No! Kylo, don't kill Han! <laughs> Not yet! And then someone said, What do you mean, yet? Um, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, no, but, Star Wars, guys, it's fun! But, but I do remember that point in The Force Awakens going, God, it was true. <laughs> like, as he was walking on the bridge, I was just like, Dang it! It was real! <laughs> it was a real spoiler. Alright. So here we go, my worst of the year. And this... My number five worst movie of the year, I know, will get some people unhappy. Yeah. It is the most successful movie of all time, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> so I did not like Avengers Endgame. I thought that um, compared to, like, 
Avengers Infinity War, which is like a tribute to the comics. Endgame felt like the movies kissing their own butts. <laughs> it was just we we seen. I, I just saw a movie about getting those stupid stones last year. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh look, remember the other movies? Yeah, I saw them when you didn't add those lame jokes to make them suck. Like Hulk needs stairs or something. <laughs> so uh, and like uh, it was just like a repeat of what we saw in Infinity War. Once again, putting in context, the humor from Marvel movies does not work anymore. It's so, it's it's awful. Um, did I did I, I got some one comment was the end fight was pretty cool. Yeah, having yeah. all the characters. <clears throat> the wish it would have been daylight because it looks better in the day. <laughs> That's true. Um, also, um, Tony just snapping, just like what is that? Snap, you're gone. That that felt like that was a little bit of a cop out. Like just. Someone else could get the glove snap. It just felt like I'm gonna do what he did before. I mean, that's... and then there was Captain America being the ultimate uh, a hole <laughs> and just being like, "All right, guys, I've been through a lot. I'll be right back." Whoosh. Yeah. Go back in time. <clears throat> Made his whole character arc completely useless because that's not a character arc to be like the whole time. I'm getting used to the present. I found my place. I'm going back in time. Yeah. It, they make that whole story, Captain America, completely pointless. Yeah. And by the way, I love the Russo brothers. Love, they're the best Marvel directors. And I know that no matter what, even though I don't like this movie, I know we got the best version possible of this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> but Russo brothers, for the love of God, never work with the Hulk again. <laughs> You've done great with so many characters, Cap, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Please, never, <laughs> ever, ever <laughs> I hadn't thought work of with the Hulk again. In a way, I felt like the Hulk was kind of killed off because he they just ruined him. Yeah. Hey, thoughts on Avengers? Oh, uh, well, I, I will say, like, first of all, a caveat. We, we always say this every year, but it's about to get way more positive. We like to get this negative thing out of the way. So sorry for people who like these movies <laughs> we're about to. I'll, I'll, for, I'll say I liked this movie. I would call it a light honorable mention. But there, it's not on my top five. But it is it is it is a sort of a light honorable mention for uh, my list because I, I did enjoy seeing it a lot. Um, and like, even though it was like flawed and after you pointed out how much of a jerk Captain America was <laughs> at the end, I kind of couldn't unhear that. Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, I still, I still enjoyed the movie. So number four, <clears throat> if it makes any people, anyone feel better, it was the least bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a good yes. point too. The next one is one that I felt insulted by personally. I felt yeah. like it was personally attacking me. Because it had my name in the title. Oh. Number four worst movie of the year is the animated The Addams Family. Oh. I Boy, can... did this movie suck. I didn't know. Wow. Okay. There's barely a plot. You can tell that it was made by like studio executives at MGM. Who I, I remember just because the, the line at the beginning turned into a cartoon. Yeah. We're just like, all right, we got the rights to the Adams Family. Just throw something together. Yeah. And I have no idea when this script was written because there are some very dated references. Oh, really? Like early 2000s references. <laughs> wow. And then there's one where um, that com I remember one time someone said, this is so lit. I'm just like, oh, God, mm. guys. Oh, God. That is, you, you don't. 
you don't just do trends. Yeah. It's like in The Office, the most dated thing about The Office is from the last season where Oscar yells YOLO. Yeah. I mean, he he is supposed to seem extremely lame, but yeah. It, they, they I think they in the yeah, in later seasons they they did a little too much to just reference. Like they just repeated like memes and stuff like the yeah, I don't know. There's barely a plot. It's not funny. I was the animation did look nice. Like the character designs. Yeah. And it's like once again the cliche of oh my god, there it wasn't the the um not the Adams family, but the little girl had a friend, was a friend with this other girl. Once against the cliche of, oh my god, my mom's working all the time. No one pays attention to me. Yeah. And the mom, and then it, there's such a cop out ending. Yeah. Where uh, I don't even know how to describe the movie because nothing happens in it. They're trying <laughs> to get ready for some kid. Uh, like he's 13 or something. They're having a big party. And it just, it sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I was bored the it, whole time. It did not look good at all to me. I didn't even consider seeing it. <laughs> so. I didn't watch the trailers. I just went by Nate Brand alone. It could have been name. cool. It could have been cool. I say this about everything, but they, that could have been something that would be cool or stop motion or like like um, like um done by uh, Leica or some studio like that. The like Adam's family's been around for a long time. There's a lot of thing, cool things you can do with them. This was not it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so what was number three? I was one since I when I heard five, I was wondering because I, I figured there was some I hadn't heard, but I do. I huh. there's two there's two more I know what they are, but I I don't I guess I don't know what this. I think I know what your top two are, but I, I don't know what this okay. next one is. Number number three is another Marvel movie. Oh okay. It is Captain Marvel. Okay. Now some trolls are very excited. Just like, oh, yes, yes. I'm just like, shut up, trolls. Yeah. I actually paid, and I went to go see this movie, and I was rooting for it. Because mm-hmm. I was a big fan of the MCU. But, and I just went based on, you know what, MCU, Iron Man, Thor, Cap. I, I, the, the, the trust was starting to go away at this time. Mm-hmm. And then I went to this one, and this was the... Endgame was kind of like the epilogue, but Captain Marvel was kind of like, okay, this is done. I, I quit. <laughs> because Captain Marvel was once again, there's a, if, 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 honestly, if you look at like an outline, like a two-paragraph outline, that's a very interesting story. But the problem is the execution. This was a horribly put-together movie. Uh, there was an interesting idea, but the plot was paper-thin. The characters were awful. The humor was so bad. It felt like, almost like they felt the audience was stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're seeing a Marvel movie here? We'll make some childish jokes for you. And, the you know, it has one of my, this has become one of my most hated cliches in a movie, is where the villain will have a giant monologue about how he's undefeatable, and then just <clears> out of <throat> surprise, he'll just easily get defeated or something. Yeah. I can't stand those, and I have to say, you know, like I said, Endgame was kind of an epilogue, but for me, the moment the MCU died was the moment we saw Nick Fury lose his eye because of a stupid cat scratch. (laughs) I was just like, you know, this is over. This is done. This is officially, that is the jump the shark. Scratch the eye. (laughs) Yeah. It was horrible. 
I honestly couldn't wait for it to end. The one good part was the post-credit scene. But the movie was awful. And it... I look at Captain Marvel's, that was like the end of my trust with the MCU. Well, there you go. <clears throat> I I mean, I I also kind I I well I kind of agree that the humor was kind of in this but I kind of liked the plot of this movie at least but um for whatever reason I don't remember it that well like so it also isn't on my lists I'm gonna say something and I don't know how you'll react all right but I want your answer Nick Fury losing his eye worse than anything from the Star Wars prequels you can't uh, beat it you can't beat it I'd say it's. I agree that that's kind of dumb, and I think it's close. But I, I could probably pick out. Something Can you think stupider. of one thing worse? Um, From three, you got three prequels. Think of something worse than Nick Fury getting mm, eye scratched by a cat. The sand is rough. No, cat, <laughs> the cat scratch. <laughs> it is tough. Jar Jar said me poop. No, the cat scratch. What about now? This is pod. No, racing. cat scratch. Okay. okay. I, I I'm not gonna totally submit, but I'll. You have a point somewhere there. Yes. And then I think that's number. So now we're in my top two. I actually I thought that that might have been two. So I'm based on how much you don't like that movie. I, I know what number one is, but I'm number two. Um. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, you won't be able to guess number two. Number two was another one. I went just by brand recognition. Okay. I had faith in it. Yeah. And I shouldn't have. Did I watch any trailers beforehand? No. Did I see bad reviews? Of course I did. How could you avoid them? <laughs> oh. Did I go anywhere? Yes, because I had faith. Oh. And my number two worst movie of the year is Men in Black International. Oh. This movie was a steaming pile of garbage. You know, the first, the original trilogy, the trilogy, the only thing that matters, was like this fun exploration, you know, it was really at its heart. It was about like this duo that doesn't really get along that much, but like they're learning more about each other and like there's aliens and stuff and there was comedy and heart. This was trying to be like Thor Ragnarok because you had the two leads. Yeah. With this mind numbingly stupid, lowbrow middle school entertainment. Oh. And like the characters don't work with each other. Chris Hemsworth always trying to get in bed with an alien. That's all his character's trying to do. Oh. Tessa Thompson's character always trying to prove uh, her value. And it was so... There was barely... I don't even remember what the plot was. I just remember <laughs> it was boring. This alien sidekick, oh my god, was so unfunny. I, I hated it. Yeah. I walked out just like, oh my god. <laughs> what was that? And I, I honestly was just like... Do I not remember the Men in Black movies as well as I thought? <laughs> and I popped them in. And I watched them. Just like, no, it's the crappy. It's the new one that just sucks. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> have an interest in seeing. When I first saw that it was uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tessa Thompson, I was like, "That's cool." But then I was kind of worried that it was like, "Yeah, they're trying this sort of a like you know." Uh, I it's almost like. Just because you get two people who are good together in another movie doesn't mean it's going to work in another movie because you got to have good writers and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I didn't... and there's like a, a Hollywood Reporter article that everyone should check out. Whoever had to suffer through this movie about how, how there was so little vision for this movie. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, so I it didn't... is amazing to me that a studio could release Spider Verse in one year and Men in Black International. <laughs> oh, yeah, next. same. Yeah, I did not see Sony, this. Sony, come on, guys. And I, 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 I didn't see this, and I don't really plan to. No, so. you shouldn't. I'm very glad that Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones don't show up for a cameo, because then yeah. it's easier to like be like discount it. Yeah. All right, here we go. With number I know one. what this is. Oh, roll, people. You know, last year we did our upco- upcoming movies for 2020. And I said, you know, I think this is going to be my favorite movie of the year because I didn't have any faith in Endgame. Yeah. Was not expecting it to be like this. <laughs> Was not expecting it to be this bottom of the barrel. Here it is. One of the biggest disappointments I've ever had going to a movie. And I don't care if it has a 97% Rotten Tomatoes. It's still the worst movie of the year. Toy Story 4. I have never seen a movie studio that built itself on one movie trash the franchise just for a stupid Disney Plus show. They, You know, people talk about how, like, oh, they throw Luke under the bus for Rey. They throw on Supergirl, Superman under the bus for Supergirl. No, 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 no. No one is thrown under the bus more than Buzz and Woody for that stupid damn fork. <laughs> it's a spork. Spork. Come on. Remember. Respect the respect Sporky. I hate it's spork. It's Forky. Oh, it's a fork. He's a spork. He's a fork. He's a Wait. spork, but he calls himself Forky because Bonnie's a stupid little idiot. That's okay. Now, okay. Um, I'm mad at this movie for some reason now. Okay. First of all, <laughs> they retcon a big part of Toy Story three. Really? They go back and change it to where if you watch it, it goes back and it tries to ruin the third movie. Really? <laughs> yes. They And they constantly do the same joke in a row, repeatedly. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. You, you ever see in the trailer where Forky says, I'm trash, and tries to run away? Yeah. Two minute long mo- montage of Forky, I'm trash, run away, I'm trash, run away, I'm trash, run away, I'm trash, run away. Oh my gosh. Constantly. <laughs> and in a row... And then you can tell it's cl- there's even like a moment where like um, in the trailer they're supposed to make you think like um, Bonnie is crying because like Woody's gone. Oh no, she's crying for that stupid spork, which you know that's real realistic Pixar writers. <laughs> and then there's so many times they throw Woody under the bus to make Forky look good, and they they want you to love Forky, and that's the thing when you can't force an audience to care about a character. It happens yeah. naturally, whether you're talking about Jesse from Toy Story 2, like Mr. Potato Head, Toy Story, or even Lotso Huggin' Bear. <laughs> you can't force it. And they are clearly trying to force Forky yeah. down your throat. And that would um, hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would. <laughs> and I just, I've never seen, and then they throw Buzz under the bus. They make Buzz look like an idiot throughout this whole movie. He has constantly looked dumb so that Key and Peele's stuffed animal characters look look smart. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, you may be asking, what about the other characters? I'm being generous. At most, the other characters like Jesse and Potato Head and all that, at most have eight minutes of screen time. Oh, dang. <laughs> and the ending is so mind-numbingly stupid. 
It goes against everything. Number one, it goes against everything that the movie was building towards. It goes against what the series was. This is a terrible, terrible movie. And then, <clears throat> like, every time I try to, like, read about, like, the interviews, there's even a moment where the director talks about how um, they asked him, so, I mean, this whole movie is basically based on a throwaway line from Toy Story 3 about they lost Bo, right? Yeah. They asked him if that was lying. He's just like, you know, I didn't work on Toy Story 3. I don't know. Is Bo in that movie? I'm just like, dude, you're the freaking director. You don't even know. <laughs> Come on, man. And it's just like, no. <clears throat> no. This movie is trash. It's garbage. If I had my way, every copy would be destroyed. <laughs> and I wish Pixar would send out an apology. Because it, it's awful. I'm honestly not interested in Onward. Because I just I just don't care what they're gonna do because they threw such crap together. I've never seen a studio disrespect such a vital franchise that they really owe everything to. And it really sounds like your your new Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Dark Knight Rises. <clears throat> well, we'll get to it at the end of the decade. <laughs> yeah. But I've never seen such a such disrespect to characters that you'd be nothing without Pixar. We can rely on Bugs Life. No one talks about that. Anymore. Yeah, the lamp that bounces on the ball. You owe everything, and you threw it all away just for that stupid fork Disney Plus show. Shame on you, Pixar. Shame <clears throat> on you. Shame on everyone who worked on that movie. And it's just—it's a steam pile of garbage. And it's like Indiana Jones. It's going to be forgotten about. It's—it's it's like there's the trilogy, and there's one we forget about. Yeah. So, it's an awful movie. There we go. For to- Honestly, there I was like in such a bad mood like for the two days after seeing that movie. <laughs> so, there we go. Toy Story 4. Yeah, I still have not seen it, and I think I'm afraid to. Uh, one, because part of me does think I'm not really going to like it that much, and I don't want that because <laughs> I love almost every Pixar movie. And the other part of me worries if I do like it, what does that say about me? Because I do think it sounds really stupid and I don't like the sport character. It's like, there's so many characters. Why do you need a new one? Like, it just, so I'm just not that excited about this it. This whole thing was done just for that sporky, yeah. that sporky uh, spinoff. Uh, now, I'll, I'll get just, I don't think this was originally written as a Toy Story movie. Yeah. I think it was a movie about garbage. And then because um, they didn't have faith in it, they just threw the Toy Story characters in, which yeah. is why Buzz never acts like Buzz in the movie. Yeah, Woody barely acts like Woody in the movie. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm I probably will end up seeing it someday, and I will hope to go into it not completely uh, tainted with bias. But uh, it sounds like uh, it sounds like a disappointment. So, uh, I mean, should we start trying to talk about happy things? Yes, maybe? let's have fun now. Yeah, uh, not we, as much fun because, like I said, that's the best year for movies. Yeah, uh, I mean, I. Through the year, like, there were way less, like, great, great movies than in the past years that we did this. But I'll still say I really, really like my top five movies. I even have an honorable mention, which I guess I'll say now. Strong honorable mention. Like, just, I had to pick five strong honorable mention to the movie Us, uh, which is a horror movie towards the beginning of the year. Isn't that Jordan Peele? Yeah, the follow-up to Get Out. It, uh, it wasn't a, uh, as not that it should be compared, but, like, Get Out, like, I would even place that higher than I did on the list of that I put it on. That movie is incredible. 
but it, uh, us, it, it was, I would almost say scarier. It was a little more like horror. I, it deserves being mentioned and talked about, uh, but it's like my close number six. Um, uh, but yeah, my, my top five, I, I genuinely really like all these movies. It just happens that like, uh, you know, it's, I'm, it's not like last year I had like 10 that all could have been my number one if the <laughs> others didn't exist. Like I love, I love, yeah. So, uh, much more positive, uh, here. Um, so as we get into our top fives, um, uh, who should go first? Should, do you, uh, do you want to flip a coin? Why or not? We have our lucky yeah. <laughs> penny right here. Let's see what happens. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> the, this this new penny is rigged to, in my favor. Okay, sorry, this penny next to <laughs> Um I don't appreciate that. Alright, well, uh we will now uh <clears throat> get into uh my top five favorite movies of the year. Um my number five, uh let me wait, let me see here. Um Huh. Yeah, okay. So, just, oh my god, it's only four. <laughs> in, no, this is number five. Uh, I was just noting, it, it's the first and not only uh, horror movie on this list. Uh, when we were talking about the upcoming movies of 2019, I was looking forward to this movie directed by Ari Aster, who directed my number one movie of last year, Hereditary, um, which was uh, just very, like, almost traumatizingly, like, uncomfortably scary horror movie from last year. Uh, and this was his uh, second movie. Uh, um, and uh, I, was, I was really looking forward to it because I really wanted to see, like, what the next thing was. Uh, and so I, I didn't see it in theaters like I, I wanted to. Um, but uh, when I eventually did see it... Uh, and uh, rented the DVD. Uh, Where do you rent these DVDs? From the library. Okay. I get them for free. You sound like you went to family videos. Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> They're just like, oh my god, we have a customer? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I, uh, I watched it in the darkness of my room uh, alone. And, that doesn't uh, sound scary. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's how I watched Hereditary, and it was terrifying. Um, uh, I honestly thought, like, I was anticipating this to where I was like, this... I was expecting this to be my number one. Like I was oh. because of how good hereditary was to me and what I heard about this movie. It's like exactly the kind of thing. It was so interesting. They kind of advertise it as a horror movie that takes place all in daylight, which is kind of an interesting concept. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, what to be said that isn't spoilery, but it's really long. I think it's like three hours. I might've even seen a director's cut. I'm tr I trying to remember. It, it was very long. Uh, it sometimes felt too long, but it was this, like, just long, like, drawn out, just almost, like, trippy at times movie that uh, I think I almost expected it to be a little better because of how much I, I hyped it in my mind, but um, uh, it still was right up my alley, just very weird, very... It's kind of a... It's scary in a way that's, like, it just makes you feel, like, it's such an uncomfortable situation. I guess I'll like minor, minor spoiler here, just in terms of some people might want to go into a movie like this, knowing absolutely nothing. I won't say actual spoilers, but I'll say, you know, maybe skip forward 30 seconds. 
it's sort of a cult movie. Like Ooh. it's about a cult. <laughs> um, they go to Sweden and uh, there's this uh, group that all wears white and they all seem like happy and they're just doing drugs at first uh, and it starts to get more sinister as the three hour runtime goes on and it, it's 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 very I think unsettling is the word if I would describe uh, hereditary as like more like traumatizing than it is horror I would describe this as definitely unsettling uh, more than just straight up scary Um because it's very slow paced and you're just kind of like you don't know what's real it's uncomfortable uh it's very artsy i could see a lot of people not liking it because it might be a little seem a little pretentious it's really artsy and uh over the top and overly metaphorical but uh i i really liked it i i I was it's kind of a movie you think about a lot after seeing it uh but it, it it only made it number five number five yeah uh so yeah What's your number five of this? My number of five this of this, this year. probably if it's number five in this year that you didn't like that much, it's probably just fine. Uh, my <laughs> number five is one I'm just like it's okay. Oh, there we go, guys. <laughs> my number five is one that you wanted to see that you didn't see. Which is did I say life. the name of my movie? I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of just like, did that was I? Did I zone out for a minute? <laughs> I don't remember. It's called, I, it's I called Midsummer. I think you might have at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if I didn't, but there. I, I just remember hearing Heredity. I'm just like, I can't There you go. It's <laughs> Midsummer. All right. <laughs> Mine is Missing Link. Oh, okay. To which I say it's okay. Yeah. Not great. It looks okay to me. Not great. Not good. Not bad. It's okay. <laughs> good, high praise for your number five movie of the year. <laughs> you know, it's it's not like, yay! It's not, oh, it's okay it is riding the, it is like a 70 percent. is a c <laughs> hey it, you know it, it just barely passes through hey that's you could you could have worse i guess um, so i have had worse yeah yeah that's part like uh i love uh, i'd say my favorite movie from Leica that company is Coraline. it's really it's probably like it might even be, that might even be my favorite stop motion movie ever uh but uh and uh let's see Paranorman, I think, is the one that's really good. Uh, but yeah, this one, just from the trailers, it looked good, but I wasn't as excited for it. So that's like, kind of why it's the story's through. interesting, the voice acting. The thing that drags this movie down is its humor, because it's not funny. Oh. <laughs> and you're, you're just like, you can like kind of guess what the jokes will be. Yeah. And even then, they're not it, funny. It, it, one, that's kind of the thing. When I was watching the trailers, it seemed kind of like, haha. Like just kind of, yeah. just a little, little like, just kind of passable jokes, just to get you through the story. Yeah, like you'll be watching it and you'll get a little into it, and then they'll stop for a joke, and you're just like, oh my god, just end this bit, guys. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like it might be kind of an interesting tale, and nothing more than that. But. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's very <laughs> much it. High praise. <laughs> Missing um, Link, number five of the best of 2019. My number four. Uh, I really I, wanted to see a movie to bump it out, but I didn't. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best you could do. My number four, uh, I don't know if I'd say, I, I guess I didn't expect to like as much as I did. Um, and it's not even like I loved it because it has kind of a weird, convoluted plot that I didn't totally love. But it was still so enjoyable that even though it's like, maybe just in terms of its construction, one of the worst movies on the list... I think in terms of how fun it was to watch, it was surprisingly a movie that made it at my number four. <laughs> it is 
Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh my god. <laughs> Great. Like, I mean, people complained about it at first, but the, the CGI is fantastic and adorable in it. Um, I thought the humor would be a lot worse in it. Like, I thought it would be a lot, like, just, like, like I just said, like, ha, just kind of bad, like, not that funny uh, jokes. It was surprisingly much more funny than it, in weird Ryan Reynolds Pikachu was it was just so much less bad than I expected it to be at first and I, I kind of remember defending it uh, in last year's episode a bit uh, because a lot of people at first were just like what is this they look creepy and stuff um, and being like what is Deadpool Pikachu but um, uh, looking for them yeah, chimichangas it, it, I think it sort of just seems like uh um, a pretty good thing for fans. One trend I've noticed in my list, uh, normally I used to say that um, my heart is just a uh, Rotten Tomatoes meter, and I just agree. A lot of my movies I actually have a much higher opinion of than the reviews have of it. Um, You're becoming it, your own person. <laughs> I, I am becoming my own person, finally. Um, Not sell out. Yeah. Following and, the tomato. <laughs> like, I just thought, like... And another thing, as someone who honestly... Uh, is not that big on the anime and I kind of find it obnoxious at times. Uh, I uh, liked that this one seemed a little bit more based off of the video games rather than the anime a little bit. Um, you know, I tried watching the anime recently. Yeah. And it was mind numbing. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I could barely sit through it. People like the for the nostalgia, but I just, I don't feel anything like i watched it as a kid but i just don't feel anything for it anymore i like the video games and i like the character designs and i like the card game and that's it for pokemon i don't care about the anime i just was watching and i had the same reaction to when i was six it's like this is stupid yeah i mean to me the most annoying thing is that like they're supposed to be like animals why do they say their own names <laughs> stop doing that I don't get in. He got you. It's so annoying. It's not Bulbasaur. In, in the video games, they go like, whoa, whoa. like they make animal, they make animal noises. Ugh. Anyway, I thought it was pretty good. It was fun to watch. There we go, <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Yeah. So I don't remember what mine was. I oh, mine was. Number four was a movie that had a special value for a number of reasons. Uh, it's not a great movie. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I, I I I went to it and I liked it for what it was. Because mm -hmm. I didn't I wasn't as excited for it, but there were two things that made it a little special. Uh, my number four is Dark Phoenix, now known as X-Men Dark <clears throat> Phoenix. Oh. Uh Two reasons this was special. One was it was the last of the Fox X-Men era X-Men movies. Well, oh, no, no, no. I take that back. We got one more. The oh. New Mutants. <laughs> oh, boy. Which is gonna happen. Oh, boy. I can't wait until we get to our 2020 movies and we get to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, man. I've been waiting so long for the New Mutants. <laughs> I've been talking about it every year. <laughs> but... It was the last of the like the Fox X Men proper movies. Yeah, and because of how I felt, feel like the MCU was going, it was gonna be my last Marvel movie. Like this was it, the grand finale, the end of a tradition after seventeen years. Yeah, beginning with Sam Raimi's Spider Man. This was it. 
<clears throat> I went to see it, and you know, it's not the best X Men movie. It's not um, Days of Future Past or X Men Two, but it's still enjoyable for what it was. It was. Uh, they once again did the Dark Phoenix storyline, which I was just like, why are we doing this again? Yeah. I, I was kind of tired of them doing the prequel stories. And I'm just like, right. well, whatever. It's the last one. <clears throat> and, you know, I watched it. I'm just like, there's like some really cool stuff in there. Now, the train scene that everyone talked about was really cool. Um, the Xavier and Magneto stuff was really good. It was kind of cool how it ended kind of, um, boy... I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. It ends... Like, there was something kind of like... I uh, had, like, the last scene of the, sh- of the series that we see was, like, them playing chess, which is something we see a lot of the time throughout the movies. Yeah. And, you know, so I watched it. So, you know what? A lot of people don't love it, but I enjoyed it for what it was. And it's just... There was some people just saying, this isn't the proper conclusion to X. I'm just like, guys. Guys. Let's just remember something. It's a prequel. You're not going to watch this yeah. as the finale. You watch it as the last one before your favorite character, Wolverine, shows up. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you expecting? Yeah. Uh, some grand, it's, it's not like it's the ser- It's not like they went into this knowing it was going to be the last one. <clears throat> and there's, some, like, Simon Kainberg, it's very clear it's from someone who has never directed something before. But still, watching it, I enjoyed it for what it was. And, I, and anytime I watch the action movies, I look forward to popping that in. You know, the last one I got to get through before my favorite character pops up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. Dark Phoenix. There we go. Um. So that brings me to what? My number three? Had it come out, had it come out this year, would have been New Mutants. I know it. I <laughs> yeah. know it in my heart. Number one. Number one is the New Mutants. Uh, but the the number really everyone wants to hear is number three. Yes. <sighs> Here we go. A drum roll for the big number three. This is no one cares about two or one. This is number three. Yes, three. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh boy. It's coming in at number three. You just had a lot of people throw out their earbuds <laughs> and unsubscribe. Yeah. Um. And I, here's... Okay, so... <laughs> I am trying to know just nothing. I don't know what people think about this. I don't know what the fans are saying. I don't know if people are saying... This is just more Last Jedi bullcrap. I hate it. I, I saw a Google News thing saying this is the worst Star Wars movie ever. A Google News story? Yeah. Well, it popped up on Google News. Um, I wonder who wrote that. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I I I saw like yesterday early on. There weren't that many reviews, and yet I saw it was kind of low. It is. If you rank him, it is the second worst live action one after, right before the Phantom Menace. And I don't know if it's going up or down. I don't know what it's trending I, towards. I think it went. Did you want to check real quick? I want to give my opinion first, okay. <laughs> so it's not tainted in any way. I thought it seemed like the most flawed one. It had, it was convoluted. I really felt the runtime more than the Last Jedi. Oh God! I, it, I it, is it longer than the Last Jedi? I, I think so. I think it's like five minutes longer. Um, but like, I thought that there was a lot about it that was, uh, that felt really fun and and satisfying. Like, um. <clears throat> Um, 
Like, uh, there were a few things that they did that were like exactly what I wanted to see in the for the end of this trilogy. There was one thing, or a couple, at least a couple things in particular, were, were exactly what I did not want from this <laughs> trilogy. But despite the fact that they did a couple things, we'll. I don't want this to be a spoilery review, so I will refrain from saying it. Maybe someday, when if we do a more spoilery review, I'll get into it. But um, there, uh, even though there were a couple things that I never would have expected them to do, and I didn't want them to do, and I might even say they were probably paying a little bit too close of attention to what people were whining about in The Last Jedi. <laughs> I've heard this. <laughs> um... I, I still think that they concocted it in a way that makes sense for the trilogy. Like, it's still... Like, it's it's not like it doesn't make sense now. Like, it, it still arced and reached an ending in a satisfying way. Um, and one thing I'll say, like, the first half... Like, I'd say maybe the first, like, 30 minutes, I was in... I was thinking, like, I'm... It's, like, 30 minutes in, and I'm still not having any fun. <laughs> I'm really worried about this. It was like it was jumping around a lot. I was like, they were like, it moves so fast. Like, it's the last Jedi is practically it, it's in the spaceship and on that island, and that's practically it. This was like, they're everywhere. They're just like, oh my God. Like, they're going planet, planet, spaceship. <laughs> every, I'm just like, I, I, they're going everywhere, and so much is happening, but I'm not having fun yet. And then there was a point where suddenly it was getting really exciting and i like by like the last hour i was it was thrilling like i was fully into it again i started feeling like like i said when i was in the last jedi contrary to so many other people there were parts where i was like yes like just so excited and still the last jedi the highest highs of the star wars uh, of this trilogy were during the last jedi for me uh and I think it still has some of the, the best moments in that trilogy. And just like Last Jedi, you left the theater skipping with joy. <laughs> uh, I, trying to <laughs> tell um, Pat, your yeah. fellow Star Wars fans in the back, yeah. hey guys, we did it. We got another trilogy. Yeah, I, I, I think more so this time I left going, what do I think about this? I feel happy now. <laughs> and uh, I will say, the end of The Last Jedi, I thought that that scene where there's the little kid who wasn't that great at acting, uh, looking up in the sky or whatever. I thought that was kind of cheesy. And I kind of, I, at first was like, eh, and then I was skipping out to my car. <laughs> uh, this time I loved the ending. I'll say that. Like I felt like even it, it was so recently, I might've even forgotten things I didn't like because of how the ending just made me feel like, ah, that was fun and satisfying. <laughs> so going forward, if I find that I don't like it as much as I used to, or if every person on the planet hates this movie <laughs> to their very core and hates anyone who likes it, I just want to express that my early opinion matters <laughs> just as much as any other, like, you know, I, like, I feel like sometimes people, uh, like people will like something and then they'll say like and then over time i started to realize its flaws and realize that it's actually bad but i think that people should appreciate their early opinions more because the the feeling you have when you're first watching something if it's positive like that matters you don't need to ruin your past opinions because of a, what you realize later on so i'm defending my my myself in the in the future 
you can argue with yourself when we clip <laughs> show where we edit these yeah. responses to your new responses. Yeah. I think I think it was fun. I think it might be the least good one of the three, but I thought it was pretty fun. There's one scene in or, uh, there was a specific moment. Uh, which I, I also don't want to get into, where I was just like, this is getting cool. There were moments like that. Like, there, like if so, I don't think any, like, it would, I would, I would dispute someone who says that it's all bad or something. Like, it, it, it has really good moments. And, uh, uh, I, I don't think it left any, like, loose ends. It felt like it really tied the whole thing together. And some people might not like the way that it happened or something, but it really felt like, I didn't really leave with any questions or anything. Like, just felt satisfying, and it really felt like it, it called back to all the trilogies. Uh, tried to like pay homage to everything. Maybe, maybe too much. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. <laughs> so, mentioned this earlier. I think it's time now that you've seen all eleven. Because we <clears> don't right. know when the next movie's going to be. Right. Oh, have you seen Mandalorian? Oh, I've seen... I haven't finished... I've seen, like, two or three episodes. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen any yet. But where would you rank the 11? <sighs> right now! I mean, I... This is gonna be... There's a lot of them now. <laughs> uh, let me... Uh, so there's... One, two... Three... Episode four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... Rogue... One solo, is that everything? Um, and the other three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Rogue One, and solo. solo? Okay. <clears throat> Did uh, you just write them all down? Or? Well, I just kind of need to look at. Okay. A list. Okay. I think my least favorite is Attack of the Clones, and then the Phantom Menace. Then I would probably do solo. No, like I mean, I'm kind. I'm already like kind of liking these movies. So then I would probably do. Um, I would probably do episode three. Uh, I actually, it's been a little while since I've seen the original trilogy. I'm gonna err on the side of putting them high because I don't want to be murdered. <laughs> But um, I think maybe this... Oh, the, uh, no, I put Rogue One here. I'll say it. I like the entire new... Uh, I like the I like the, 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 the new trilogy more than the anthology films. How dare you, the, sir! The entire thing. Uh, but I think that this is probably where I would put episode nine. Somewhere in the middle. And then I think I would do Return of the Jedi, which I think I've mentioned. I, I think it... Personally, I think it's kind of the weakest of the original trilogy, even though, like, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I think it, there's some things I can't forget from seeing the George Lucas version. Like, I just can't, <laughs> un, the wonderful I can't song. unsee it. I can't, I can't forget. I keep going back and forth. In... Jabba had some weird interests. It's weird entertainment. Uh, yeah, I keep I keep going back and forth between um, whether I like Last Jedi or Force Awakens more 
but I think I'm probably going to go Last Jedi, Force Awakens, OG, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. And those are all very close, because those are still kind of the big four. There we go. Yeah. Now we know why we get those one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. Do you, what, what are the chances you think people are going to say they like The Last Jedi now? Ooh. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think it's going to happen. I think I don't, are... if, if it's like um, <clears throat> apologizing for The Last Jedi, I feel like they're going to hate it more. Yeah, no. Um, it... You know how there was the Snyder Cut? People want the Johnson Cut. Which doesn't exist. I, I saw one person, and this was just a moment where I was like, ooh, I can't look, uh, because I just saw it come up on, like, uh, so, like some comment. It, it said, like, it said, like, this makes The Last Jedi worth watching. Ooh. Which made me think, like, maybe some people are, like, hate The Last Jedi so much <laughs> that the fact that this, like, punches at it a little bit is, I don't know. But, uh, uh yeah. It, I don't, I really don't want to think that everyone I know that everyone's probably going to hate it cuz they're Star Wars fans but like I <laughs> I don't want that to be the case because I just don't think it was that I don't think it was all that bad. I I I want to like it more than I I wish that I could in good conscience put it higher on the list than I just did because I really had fun watching it. Like I thought it was really satisfying. It was it could, it was very I was I was worried that it could have been my Dark Knight Rises when you mentioned it. <laughs> I I was really worried. <clears throat> And when I accidentally saw that the reviews were coming in pretty low, I was like, is this going to be like a prequel? And there wasn't, I'll say, there's one part, uh, I'll say, uh, early on in the movie, like I said, in that like, first 30 minutes where I really wasn't sure yet, there's, they go to a planet and there's like a lot of alien creatures on it. And so oh, I was starting to get worried, like, is this like a casino <laughs> planet? Like a prequel-y sort of like lots of aliens walking around. Uh, luckily, it only lasted like two minutes and most of the time it's straight away from that but like so i was worried it was going to be very prequely um <clears throat> but uh yeah it was i thought it was good there you go <sighs> so this trilogy <laughs> was it worth in the end i think that was it worth adding to it, the original trilogy with it this? could have gone higher it could have it, it could have soared even higher I'll say that, like, uh, but, like, I'm not a believer that you can just, like, I I don't know, I don't feel like, it's not, like, tainted or in any way, like, it's related to the original trilogy, I mean, I don't know, people who don't like it just ignore it, I don't know, I think it's fun, I like all three of them, I'm glad to say that. Glad that the trilogy exists. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can... You can watch it as a separate add-on if you want. Like, uh, it's an expansion. You don't need it to enjoy the originals. Um, so, yeah. There we go. Star Wars talk. Yeah, and it came in at number three. Yes. So I've still got uh, two. And, like, I'll say, like, maybe I was acting too ashamed because I feel like I should be. But, like, I really liked it, and I almost put it at number two. Because, I mean, it was very close. But um, uh, I didn't want to be overzealous, having only seen it very recently. But I think I can safely put it in number three. So, there you go. My number three, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. I was going to ask, does he rise? But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want any spoilers. All right, so my number three. 
is one, well, I'll <laughs> get to that later. My number three is, you know, we've had a lot of these Disney live action remakes lately. And boy, am I sick of them. <laughs> but um, there was always been like, if there was one, if I could have one choice of what they could do, there was one. And they did it. And my number three is a live action Aladdin movie. Uh, this was, you know, like a lot of these live action ones, what they took from the original movie was really good. What they added on, not so good. Oh. <laughs> the worst part, jams. Jams. There's a whole thing about jams. It's not funny. Didn't work. <laughs> but overall, um, the guy who they got to play Aladdin was really good. Uh, the girl who did Jasmine was great. Will Smith was great oh. as the genie. That's a relief. Yes. <laughs> He did a great job. I'm um, sure it was like different from Robin Williams, but it was like this. It's still the same character. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it though. Jafar, man, not a good actor. Oh, really? Every single line is said like this. Oh. Get me the lamp. I will marry the Sultan's daughter. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just, he's not a good actor. No. That's, <laughs> but it felt like a, a really nice tribute to the 1992 animated film, which is tied with another movie as like my favorite uh, Disney proper animated movie. Yeah. So, well, it's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I've still never seen any of these remakes. I. I watched them once, and I have no desire to go revisit them. Yeah. That's kind of how they just kind of exist there, and I have too many movies to catch up on as it is. So I like. I think I like. I mean, some of them seem pretty good, but I just yeah. I. Uh, um. So yeah, I. I if if I had to check out one eventually, this one this one to me looked better than most of them, to me. Um, but yeah, I, I doubt I'll ever see all of these, <laughs> if any, hmm. um, might as well just watch the original, the animated yeah. ones instead, but a pleasant surprise to have some of them be pretty decent. Um, now let me, uh, already at number two, we're yes. going, we're going quick rapid pace people. <clears throat> all right. My number two, here's another one the third on the list. That didn't seem to do so great review-wise. Oh! <laughs> Maybe you know what I'm talking about. I don't, but I'm excited. Oh, okay. um, <clears throat> well, you'll know what I'm talking about now when I say this. This would be basically the most anticipated follow-up to a movie uh, I have here because of how much I liked the first one and how it was my number one movie of 2017. And that is It 2017 sequel, It Chapter Two. Um, it, w- <clears throat> I uh, like the, the It Chapter One is such a good like it, it almost can kind of work so well as like a standalone like uh, Sandlot Goonies style like kids banding together for a common cause to beat some unthinkable bigger thing bigger than themselves uh, like it's so that kind of movie and it's a scary horror movie that's also really funny and charming and it was such a surprise to me I straight up I, I don't know if I even said it like this but I straight up thought it was going to be a bad movie when I went in and I rarely <laughs> I rarely go into movies thinking that but I was just like a horror movie about a clown 
isn't going to be good. Like, I just didn't think it was going to be good. And then it turned out to be just one of my favorite movies ever. And uh, so... Ever? Yeah. One of my favorite movies ever. Uh, And, I mean, I really like horror movies, and I like stuff that's kind of funny and lighthearted, too. And it somehow is both. Um, I I was worried, though, because of how, like, uh, good the kids were about them being adults. But I will say, like, uh, the adults in It Chapter 2 did a pretty dang good job and it's like it's not quite the same uh but like some of them are it's eerie how much they act like the kids like especially uh the character who plays eddie um he has like the same mannerisms it's it's crazy and then clones and then the 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 adult version of stan like it looks exactly like him as an adult it's so like they did such a great job um and uh like the the changes, I I read the book after seeing uh, the 2017 movie uh, and loved the book, and so I was excited to see like where they'd continue off of the book. And I think that they did a good job like adapting it in the second half, but also like changing things that really needed to be changed. Um, it, like one thing that was very weird, and I because the kids grew up really fast because there were actually a lot of scenes in this movie uh, with flashbacks with the kids they actually made it back in this movie quite for quite a bit of the runtime uh, they, but they like some of them I think they must have changed or looked like they'd grown up so much that they had to like CGI them a little bit oh, do they to look make fake? them look it's, it's <laughs> weird at times the weirdest one is uh, there's the kid uh, Ben uh, and uh, like I, wa- I wonder if he like his cheeks got like, or more cheekbones got more defined as he grew up or something because like he has these like CGI puffy cheeks (laughs) and it looks really bad. And there's like this hazy effect over it. It, But like, it's not that it's bad in any other sense. It's just, uh, it just is unsettling. But, uh, like the, the dialogue is still great. And the, the plot is interesting. Um, yeah, I thought it was just, it was really uh, touching. Like, it was a really great uh, second part of this duology. Um, in a way, uh, in a way I could compare to Rise of Skywalker and say, like, even though I don't think it was the best, like, it felt like such a good cap-off to it. Like, where it just, like, they got to the finish line and I felt satisfied. I don't feel betrayed or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I... It wasn't liked by too many. I think there, one thing I worried about was uh, I kind of wondered if someone not having read the book, if some things would be confusing because they were kind of blowing through a lot of like heavy detail that the first movie didn't really have about like the lore and backstory of Pennywise. And it felt like it was kind of going into it really fast, and the movie was really long, and there's a lot of information really fast to fit in all of this other stuff in this 1,200-page book. And I kind of just understood it, because I already know everything that was going to happen, basically, uh, but with minor changes. Uh, but I kind of wondered, like, because some of the reviews were just like, it seemed like part of the, some of the bad reviews were like just that it was kind of convoluted and, like, drawn out and not as concise as the first one and i kind of wondered if my enjoyment might have been a little improved because of that because i understood some of the context better like so and like some things they just didn't even have time to give real context for 
uh, in the movie, and it might have just affected my enjoyment of it for the better. Uh, so I, I don't know if uh, if that's a factor, but yeah. I mean, it's not the worst re- reviewed thing. I think it got better reviews than Rise of Skywalker. So did it? <laughs> I, I think I think it's I think it's fresh, but just the absolute lowest it could uh, possibly. Fifty nine percent. Yeah, like fifty nine or sixty or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so I, yeah, I thought it was good and fun. I only saw it once, not, like, a million times like the last one. Uh, I'd like to see it again, uh... So you helped get them to a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. In a way, they should be paying you residuals. <laughs> they, they really should. <laughs> uh, because I talk it up a lot in this dang podcast. Come on. Uh, Warner Brothers, help us out! <laughs> <laughs> we need the money. We only we have two pennies now. Yeah, we, so we do. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Merry Christmas back at you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, but and you know, for something that I love so much, it, it, it only coming in at number two. You know, it, it could have. I'm not disappointed with it though. I mean, it's I liked it enough for it to be number two. But then, phew, what's my number one? What a mystery. Ooh. It's almost like I've never talked about it before, and I uh, n- didn't even anticipate it at the beginning of the year. I just saw it like a month ago, and uh, I'm just, wow. just teasing it a little bit. All right. Uh, we're over to you. Yes. With your number two. My number two. It's one most people don't like. Hmm. <laughs> like I said, guys, not a great year for movies. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... The quote-unquote live-action version of another Disney movie. Yeah. You know what? It kind of makes me laugh. Because a year ago, everyone was saying, this Aladdin movie's going to suck. But this movie's going to be great. Oh, really? And now, one year later, now that they're out, everyone talks about the reverse. <laughs> yeah. But I still like this one slightly more than Aladdin. So my number two... To get some more people mad since you mentioned mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker so high. Hey, take some of the heat. Take some of the heat yes, off. Yes, my number two <clears throat> is the 2019 version of The Lion King. Let me just say this: the animation in this movie is amazing. There, when we look back at special effects, you know, there's like different eras. Yeah. There's going to be an era that's before and after The Lion King. This movie's going to change special effects. Um, once again, like a lot of these Disney remakes, what they take from the live action movie, what they take from the anime movie works, what they add sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there's honestly some moments I'm just like, I don't know why this movie exists, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And there, there's one thing they did change from the anime movie that I really liked. And I think would have been cool to see in the anime movie. And it's where, um, what is it? It's like Tim- Timon when he, you know he's in the like the grass or whatever. He sings a song or whatever, like do the yeah. whatever. In the live action one, he's singing "Be Our Guest," oh, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Oh, I yeah. think in li- the anime one that would have been cool, but yeah, a lot of people don't like it. But I saw him just like yeah, second best of the year. That's. What a year! <laughs> what a year, guys! I hope twenty twenty you know is better. Hey, can I see? Can I say so? You know, it feels good to like something that people don't like. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to hate something that people do like. So screw you! Yes, <laughs> everyone, give me those negative reviews. <laughs> I just want to like something. 
Okay, so. I really don't have a lot to say because I feel yeah. like most of my list has been mediocre. Uh, yeah, well, like, uh, okay, so actually here is where, well, first I'll say, through this year what I've noticed is, like, look, uh, like, I'll go through right now. My honorable mention was Us. I didn't like it as much as Jordan Peele's last movie. Uh, I mean, Detective Pikachu is fine, but uh, and then uh, Rise of Skywalker, I didn't like as much as the others in the trilogy. It Chapter 2, I didn't like it as much as the first <laughs> one. So that's kind of how this year has been. My number one, though, is a standalone. Please don't say Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> no, I didn't really like that that much. Um, but uh, <clears throat> it is a standalone. Oh, here's where I was going to say. Here's the thing I was going to say earlier. I really, You haven't seen any of the movies in my top five. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, and you almost certainly have not seen this one either. Um, uh, so, uh, my number, my number one is, it might even, I wish I had a more, like, poppy, universally loved, like, I wish my number one was something like Endgame, where it was just, like, a a movie that people generally liked, and is a, like, movie that everyone listening is gonna know what I'm talking about. Um, although this movie is, it is very popular, I believe it is... One of the, if not like the best performing, here we're getting into a little bit foreign language film of the year. It might, I think it might even get like nominations. Ooh, subtitles. Yes. You subtitled it, right? You didn't, yes. you didn't cheap out no, and go dubbing. It was, it was subtitled. Okay, good. Uh, it was in the language of its origin. It Which might is Korean. Uh, it might even be nominated for some like foreign language film Oscars. Like it is getting very high praise. Um and. Uh, I heard about it, and I've actually, I've liked a lot of Korean language, like, thriller and, like, horror movies. Uh, some examples, The Wailing is a fantastic movie. Train to Busan is, a like, the best zombie movie I've ever seen. Um, so I was like, I was like, wow, Korean movies like this are really good. One of my favorite movies ever is one called Snowpiercer. I talked about it oh, in, a, yes. in an earlier episode because there's going to be a TV show coming out of it. Um, but there is a that movie is actually in English, but it was made by a Korean director. Uh, gosh, I I'm I don't want to mess it up. I'm going to look. Uh, I don't want to mess up the name. Director Snowpiercer director Bong Joon Ho. So that's the director. Um, uh, so he directed this movie as well. He's the same director as Snowpiercer. So once I saw that this movie sounded interesting, I actually thought it was a horror movie based on like the description and some of the <laughs> ads. And it kind of is scary. Uh, but I, but it actually turned out to be more like drama, just thriller. It, it's really unlike any movie I've seen. It's called Parasite. Um, oh, I it, heard of it. It is. Uh, it's really like i i honestly it's risky saying this but for people who i, I want us to look what genre it says it is because like it's so it's seriously such a strange unique mo- uh, movie that i like went out and i didn't even know what to call it it was just drama mystery it says dra- yeah i guess a mystery is a pretty uh oh yeah it is funny too it says black comedy thriller film like that that seems apt it was strangely it was it was very funny uh and it it hit surprisingly well for was this another one you got from the library 
Uh, no, I went to the theater for this. Oh, wow. Um, uh, because I... Did you have to go, like, to Woodland, or...? This movie has been doing really well, actually. Oh. It's, like I said, it's one of the... I actually... I think it was at Woodland, but it was playing at other theaters. Uh, I just was saving money going there. Um, <laughs> ah, Woodland, always <laughs> save money. Yeah, seats are uncomfortable. The popcorn isn't very good, but boy, are they cheap. But we love you, Woodland. <laughs> but yeah, this isn't like just that. It is. This isn't just that much of like just some artsy film that no one's ever heard of. Like, I genuinely recommend if if someone out there doesn't think they like movies that aren't another language, I recommend trying this because like the comedy lands, even though it's in a different language. Like the timing is still great. You get it. Uh, it. it, it it's not that hard to understand. Like the, the the dialogue is is fine. It's easy to read along. Um, it's um, and if someone doesn't really like something, like it's a little creepy uh, and intense. So if you don't think you like horror movies or like thriller type movies, I still rec. Like you've never seen a movie like this. It's so it it it, it really. I think that's just what shocked me. Is just like. I even heard someone walking out near me in the theater. Just they walked out and they they just said, "I have never seen a movie like that in my life." Oh, and wow. I was like, "Wow!" I thought the exact same thing. Um, it's hard to explain without spoilers, but like, it's basically um, uh, there is. A, I think that this director kind of likes to work with uh, like metaphors about like class struggle a lot because in the movie Snowpiercer, it's like a post-apocalypse dystopian future where everyone in the world remaining alive lives on a train and everyone in the back cars is like lower class and the middle cars of the train are like middle class and way at the end is upper class and it gets fancier as you go up the train so it's like a very obvious like class metaphor of the train this kind of deals with some of the same like class struggle uh metaphors but basically, there's this very poor family who literally, like, lives halfway underground in, like, a half basement. None of them have jobs. They're desperately trying to get jobs. Uh, they're just dirt poor, and the place is, like, at risk of flooding all the time. And uh, then they have this inn at, uh, working for this, like, fancy upper-class family. So, but the one the son, like... Uh, uh, he basically like lies his way into getting a job tutoring for this family. Um, and then, uh, like, so now he went from being dirt poor to working in this like extreme, like million, like multi-million dollar house with this rich family. Like he just went from being dirt to living in this high class environment. And, uh, so they're kind of like swindling this richer family, and I, I'm saying all this is not really a spoiler because you have no idea where the movie is going to go for there. Like that's kind of the setup that there's this like uh, class struggle where it, that's I think why it's called Parasite because you can almost see it as like he's mooching, but then you have to question like you know like they're making like he is giving them what they want which is someone working for them so is it really that wrong so there's an interesting uh thing there on whether or not he's actually a parasite but um it is hard to explain how good this is without big spoilers but I, it's really just like you have no idea where it's gonna go 
it is utterly shocking and crazy where it goes. Uh, it's just a wild ride. I don't even know how like long. Mr. Toad. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know. I be, I think it's probably a very very long movie, but I don't even. It didn't even feel like it because you still have the thing up. Yeah, I'm curious. I bet it's got to be over two hours. Um, One thirty-two. Now that's two hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, it was. It, a lot happens in that time. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, this year and last year I had number one movies that are just so hard to talk about and like <laughs> it, it, and like what was your one last year? Hereditary oh, got yeah. number one. Uh, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. Like you just, I'm a sucker for movies that just you go in, just they utterly surprise you, and you just left thinking about it uh, just because it's such a wild ride. Um, Again, like Mr. Toe, which they should yeah. bring back to Walt Disney World. <laughs> Come on! Have it at Disneyland, but bring it back to Disney World. <laughs> but man, uh, this is uh, it, this is easy, e- easy, easy to put as my number one, because it's like the one movie I saw this year where I was just in love with it. Like, I, I think it... Like, I would... I think it's like a 10 out of 10. It's a great movie. I have, like, no complaints. Not a single complaint about this movie. So, high praise, and I actually do recommend it. Not like last year where I said, even though Hereditary is amazing, I don't, don't recommend see it. it. Don't see <laughs> this... it. You'll have tears <laughs> flowing down your face the uh, whole time. Yeah, this movie I do recommend for everyone. Uh, just uh, strap on your tightest belts, because it's a wild ride, Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I knew what he sounded like, otherwise we could have tried to make a sound. Yeah, I don't know. Mr. Toad. There it is. Uh, Classy, Mr. Toad. And Mr. Toad. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's upper class. Oh, yeah. Class struggle. That's why um, he's Mr. Toad, yeah. not just Toad. Yeah. Or Toady. Yeah. Or Constable Toad. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, mine... Wasn't there an old book, children's book series called Frog and Toad? Yeah. I swear there was. Yes, yeah. there was. Yeah, there is. Whatever frog, happened to frog the Frog and, and Toad? toad? I think that I don't know if they're making new. I still like. I even think I know who wrote it because I have to put. Because <laughs> I think it's like Lobel or something. I know that every time there's a new one comes in, you secretly are sneaking. <laughs> hey, just like Frog and Toad. Frog and Toad, man. Been a long time since I've read one, but it, it was the bomb. <laughs> it was. Anyway, my number one is Parasite. It's great. I hope it wins all the Oscars because it's good. There we go. So we know who you're rooting for Oscar night. <laughs> yeah, or at least hope it gets nominated for stuff. Um, but yes, uh, great movie. Now, let's hear the yes. elusive number one. What is my number one? I don't know if you know what my number one would be. I think I know what it is. Do you? Yeah, you haven't mentioned. I, there's one I know that you liked that you haven't mentioned yet okay. that I would imagine. So my number one is a movie that when it was first announced, I didn't care about. Yeah. I was just like, what's the point? And then saw some trailers. Got this is kind of like Spider Verse. Kind of got more interested in it. Went to see it, and it became my favorite movie of the year. So my number one movie of the year is Joker. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So that's what, what can I say about this movie? It does a great job of taking inspiration from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns and Alan Moore's The Killing Joke storyline. And did a great job of showing what makes this character, Arthur Fleck, become, uh, 
become the Joker. You kind of believe that he would become the Joker. Ah, uh, there's some cool Bruce Wayne stuff in there. He doesn't uh, have. He doesn't have. He doesn't have a big I, I heard. I heard that, but I. But uh, there's some cool stuff in there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, don't don't expect a lot, but what they do give you is really good. <laughs> and I gotta say, the Gotham say they have in there is the best movie version of Gotham City we've had since really? the days of Tim Burton. That's cool. This is like like the perfect way to show Gotham City um in movie now. This is a say that you believe would need a Batman and where you believe someone could become the Joker. <laughs> I'm gonna say a little I'm gonna say something I really like this movie. Yeah. I'm gonna say something a little controversial. Alright. People love Walking Phoenix as the Joker. I thought it was only okay. Okay, so that wasn't necessarily what won it for you. No, and I'll be honest, I kind of rank him where I put Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Oh. He's just, eh. Yeah. Like, he's there, he's fine, he's saying the lines, but... Interesting. It's not like Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Is or it, Mark Hamill. So, it, since it's titled The Joker and he's the Joker, or would you say it's more like the plot and the setting are just so good that... Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Like, it feels like with Caesar, Jack, Heath, and Mark, like, they add something to the role, right? Yeah. Kind of like how Bill Bixby and Ed Norton a added to the role Bruce Banner. Yeah. Versus Walking Phoenix is kind of like Mark. He's fine, but... Could you almost imagine that because he isn't fully the Joker yet that there's not as much there, or, I mean... You... Well, even, like, <clears throat> when he becomes the Joker, you're just like... Oh, okay. Alright, it's fine, I guess. I gotcha. I know people are loving the but I'm just like it's yeah. it's fine. It's serviceable. Yeah. But it's still really good move. I'm not saying he's bad. He's not Jared yeah. Leto. But <laughs> <laughs> I could actually understand what he was saying. <laughs> and boy, there are some moments in this this is a movie. Now some people are worried, is this gonna glamorize the Joker? No, it doesn't. But there are some moments where you will feel a little shocked, like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah there's that, some moments that are designed to make you feel uncomfortable that's actually i really want to i'm surprised i haven't seen i really want to see it for that reason because i like movies like that where it just makes you uncomfortable and like it's just like where the some of the entertainment just comes from like for example like that that was kind of like midsummer which is my number five like it's just kind of shocking and uncomfortable it really isn't like a scary movie that like jumps out at you or tries to scare you it's just like kind of just makes you feel wrong and i kind of wondered if that's what the joker or or joker was like uh when i heard some reviews about it there's two scenes i won't say what happens but there's one at children's hospital and one that deals with a door i okay. think that's enough description i don't know the door maybe i'll watch it on christmas <laughs> oh yeah sounds fun yeah <laughs> oh i do gotta say this you know, Joker has all that crap paint on his face, right? Yeah. He had the red nose. Honestly, yeah. there's a scene where it's just he has the green hair and the white face where he's just getting ready. Yeah. It's like, that looks so much better. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have, like, the lipstick yet, but you're just okay. like, honestly, I think they really did overdo it with the oh. makeup. Yeah. Oh, and I got to say another thing. Oh my god, does this dude dance so much? I heard that. You see it? He dances down the stairs, he dances in the mirror. My god, I was one waiting for him to break out in a song. <laughs> well, I'm just like, 
Okay, but but still, really good movie. I think like the thing that I, I was most excited is that this is easily the best version of Gotham City we've had since the Tim Burton movies. That sounds really exciting. I I hadn't realized it, it did such a good job of that. So I'm putting this back at the top of the docket because it's yet another movie I slacked on this year. Um, because yeah, leading up to it, I didn't care that much either i just didn't know what to expect from a movie like this but i think there's some things there for me so i'll, I'll check it out yeah so there we go our top of the year yes oh before we go did you have any tv thing you wanted to mention oh like good tv of the year um i was just like well it's not a movie but we have talked a lot about crisis um oh yeah you can talk um you you could talk about uh you could update on uh, Crisis yes. since you're watching it now. Well, guys, we've been counting down for Crisis for God knows how long, like since summer. Yeah. Yeah, we've known about it since last year's crossover. Counting down for Crisis, so many exciting Cassie announcements, right? Yeah. And now they've released the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the torture it was going to school. Because on my YouTube, they bring up the recommended videos. And what do you think I was watching promos of over and over and over again? <laughs> so guess what Guess what had scenes pop up that I was kind of trying to avoid? Yeah. I would see, like, Kevin Conroy's Facebook. I'm just like, no! Yeah. <laughs> so we had the first three episodes of Crisis. We had the Supergirl, the Batwoman, and the Flash episode. Yeah. Walked in. I was just like, this is the most hyped I've ever been for a TV event. Yeah. And I watched it. Honestly, this sp- crossover has been pretty disappointing. Oh. <laughs> it's yeah. not been a very good... It's, that it, stinks. It's honestly just a crossover. It's basically, there's very little plot. It's just characters bumping into each other. That's a real shame. So, part one, we had the Supergirl episode. Yeah. And they had it where, you know, it's, it's the characters that we've seen from the other shows. Coming together, we got... Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, the horrible Batwoman show. Um, I did watch the pilot for Batwoman. Oh. <laughs> and I will not be wasting more time on that show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Legends, I think, was in there. And Superman's getting his own show soon. Yeah. That's what we we'll And we, we saw Superman with his son, Jonathan Kent, from the comics. That's right. Superman's now a father. And, ooh, does that make me even more hyped for the for what they're going to do with the show. So, it was them all coming together, just... Actually, part one is probably the best part, where it's them yeah. coming together, trying to figure out what's going on. The multiverse is in trouble. And there were some exciting, uh, like, little cameos that they had were fun. Uh, do you want to guess what the first... You won't be able to guess it. Yeah, what the first, first cameo was. Because uh, they show, here are the different worlds. Right. Um... I don't know. I all I all I know. Uh, I don't. I can't think. Of, it's probably the first one. Wouldn't be Kevin Conroy. No. So they it was show, just like a little. It was cameo. a little cameo. Okay. Well, we hear a familiar theme that was performed by Danny Elfman, and oh. we hear da na 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 na, <laughs> and we see a familiar backdrop of Gotham City, and we see on a bench. Alexander Knox wow. from Batman 1989. Wow. And the bat signals up, and like he's reading a newspaper that says Batman captures the Joker. So I guess that means Jack Napier comes back to life. 
Wow. And he's and he looks up at the bat signal and he sees like there's a red sky and he's just like I hope you see it big the, I hope you see that big guy, <laughs> and then uh, Burt Ward who we knew was gonna be in there he's walking the dog and he looks up and he says holy something and we're just like oh it's Dick Grayson <laughs> from Batman 1966 they also showed a cameo of the Titans from the Titans show <laughs> so yeah part one was the best part and they had it because you know they talked about how. We, they talked about in the tease for the end of Arrow Season 7 how Oliver's going to die in the crisis, right? Green Arrow's going to die. And uh, it looked like he died at the end of Part 1. You know what that means? He's not going to be dead by the end of this. Oh. <laughs> they already they already played that card. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> so we have that, and Part one's going very well. And then comes Part 2, the Batwoman part, written by the Batwoman writers. Ooh, I should have known there was something wrong. <laughs> and this was the one that I was the most hyped for. It was the one featuring Tom Welling, Kevin Conroy, and we introduced Brandon Rapp the Superman. And it was terrible. Oh, no. It was awful. It is 42 minutes that they could have explained in five. Because what do they do? They have to look for these... Um, Six people who could save the multiverse or whatever. So they decide they're going to look for Superman. And who they first go to? They go first go to Tom Welling. <laughs> and boy, was that such a waste of screen time. Because it is very obvious that Tom Welling was a late addition and they quickly threw something together for him to, th- to appear in. <laughs> and it sucked. That is a real shame. Although... He didn't give a great performance. Oh, that's good. He had us a horrible script. Oh. And, you know, I don't know if you wanted to see, There's only like three minutes if you wanted to see it. it okay. It was lame and it sucked. <clears throat> now, when talking about this, now that you've seen what it was, <clears throat> was this, did this scene... Now, again, it won't affect Smallville. It's, it's kind of like, like when people talk about like if the, the Star Wars sequel movies ruin Star yeah. Wars. It's just like, Smallville is done. Its yeah. story's been just told. It. It's just it, it's just a addition to it that they crapped on. Was this both uh, like a slap in the face, and was this a complete waste of time? A uh, complete waste of time is right. Um, I, <laughs> the, the excitement we talked about Tom Welling returning and... It was him chopping a log and punching Lex Luthor in the face. Uh, he was, he was good. Bat, he was good in it though. With some, yeah. Um, geez, some not so great dialogue. Wow. <laughs> you know, Michael Rosenbaum played Lex. Talked about he gave a little behind the scenes about how poorly organized this crossover has been. Yeah. Cause they called him on a Friday. Asking him if he wanted to be in it. They wouldn't show him a script. They wouldn't tell him when it was going to be filmed. And said they had to, he, they had to know at that moment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and then it was the Monday after that was kind of revealed that they started filming with Tom Welling. <laughs> so, and you know, the story was like um, during the summer at at like this uh, big panel, Tom Welling talked about how no one had asked him to be in crisis, and we were just like, "Oh, come on, Tom! Yes, you!" And just like, 
Oh, they wait literally two days ahead of time <laughs> to ask him. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? You know why they did this? Why they threw that scene in? Did you want to go to the CW YouTube? Because oh, I got sure. I got offended when I saw this. Look at it. They just did it to advertise. It sounds like Yo. a job for us. Oh, they trick you. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it sounds like he's going to be joining them, but yeah. he won't be. It's all, it sounds, it looks like all a pointless scene just to get people excited, but they didn't actually follow through with it being exciting. Now, there's like two things I want to say. Yeah. One is, there was this fear going into it when you're dealing with like multiverse stuff, right? Yeah. Because, you know, we all love Tom Welling, and, you know, Brandon Wilde was great as Superman, but, you know, they had, you know, some people might, were a little upset because, um, this Superman, who is also the Christopher Reeve version, they brought back the John Williams theme, which was great. Yeah. All his supporting cast is dead. Lois is dead. Perry White is dead. Jimmy yeah. Olsen. They just all died from an attack on the Daily Planet. And I, this was kind of something... I wish I had mentioned it earlier, because it was a thought. Here's the thing you got to remember. Like, with this Tom Welling scene, and also with Banner. Tom Welling isn't playing Superman. Yeah. Superman is being played by Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. Tom Welling and Brandon Wilde are playing alternate versions. Yeah. So, real. I mean, if we want to get really technical, Tyler Hoechlin is playing the character that Tom Welling would become, and yeah, what Brandon Routh's character would become. Yeah. They're playing alternate versions, so they're allowed to like f up a few things because yeah. it's alternate versions, right? Yeah. So, do I, I want to say this? Because there were some people very disappointed. I was disappointed. And I know that because of how sloppily put together that scene was. Which I think we can both... That was a complete waste of time. Uh, yeah, I, I felt I felt my, my time was wasted <laughs> for sure. <laughs> there is one little thing of hope. Because sometimes hope is all you can hold on to. Uh-huh. Maybe I want to show you the interview. So <laughs> you believe me. Alright, you can start from here. He's kind of the boss of everything. Okay. It's, uh, it's our biggest one yet. It's across five nights. Three nights are going to be in December. Two nights will be in January. We just finished watching them and editing them. Um, and they're as big as anything we've ever done, that I've ever done in film or TV, really. It's just, it's really incredibly epic. And I think everyone's going to be really satisfied. There's so many cameos. Really great cameos. Anything, any spoilers? Can you give us anything? I mean, people have seen some of the castings that we've had, you know, uh, uh, in the trades, but everyone, uh, you know, we we have, on one scene we have, uh, you know, three Supermen on screen at one time, and that's pretty cool. Thank you for watching. All right, so okay. we I saw guess. all Tom Welling, and he only met one Superman. So unless yeah. they get Dean Cain or Henry Cavill, yeah. so yeah, so is there? Hope? Yeah, so he said that there will be three on screen at once. So yes. So there might be another. Now, yeah. now I just thought. Remember, a lot of all the cameos, the Tom Welling one was the one that everyone knew this was the one people were most excited about. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, if I'm, like, the network at CW, I'm reading people's reactions, which have all been negative. Some people say, it ruined 10 years of Smallville. I'm just, guys, no, it didn't. <laughs> okay? Yeah. If you want more Smallville, watch the Tyler Hoechlin stuff or the Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah. I am getting on the phone, even if that's not the plan. Mm -hmm. I'm getting on the phone. I am 
gain, I am writing a big check to Tom Welling saying, please come here. Yeah. We will give you a big check. Put on the suit. Mm-hmm. Just film one more scene. And um, we'll actually try this time. Right. I mean, I could, yeah. It, especially since three at once. I mean, and they already got Tom Welling on board once. So, I mean, I guess there's hope. Like you said, hope. I mean, who else could... I mean, yeah, really, the only other ones are, like, Dean Kane, which I don't see happening, yeah. or Henry Cavill, which I don't see. Yeah. Like, who else could it be? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know who else it could be. So there's a little bit, but that was certainly disappointing, but not as disappointing. Because, we, you know, we still had Superman with Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. Although, Brand, the way they introduced Brandon Routh was very good, and it looked like he was going to play an important role. It looked like, mind you, it looked like. Yeah. But it wasn't as disappointing what they did with Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne. Oh. Like I said, this whole episode could have been done in five minutes. It was a complete waste of time. They had it. Where one of, like, the six whatever that they had to find was the Bat of the Future. Oh. So they went to Earth-99 to Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne. And you watch the scene, and you find there's something a little bit off about this Bruce Wayne. And um, it talks... You know, you have Kevin Connors originally talking about there was no hope for this world. And Supergirl's there and she's look and it talks about how Batman started killing his villains. And he has a trophy room. And you know what you know what Supergirl finds? What? Clark Kent's glasses. <laughs> because this Batman killed Superman. Wow. And then they go to the Batcave, trying to convince Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne to help them because he's supposed to be the Bat of the Future, right? And goes, no, let this world burn. And then he starts trying to fight Batwoman and Supergirl. And you know what happens? Batwoman kicks him. He falls into the back computer, electrocutes himself, and dies. (laughs) What? And you're just like, what was the point of this stupid scene? And then they get back... And Batwoman says to the monitor who's assigning all this stuff, we didn't find the Bat of the Future. And he goes, no, Batwoman, don't you see? You are the Bat of the Future. And I said, bleep this! (laughs) So, explain this. This whole episode, 42 minutes, could have been done in five, really. Was this whole episode a waste of time? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Then came part three, which was more, uh, which did a better job moving the plot forward, but was more like, hey, look, here's the 90s Flash. Hey, look, here's Black Lightning. And there was Brandon Rouse Superman. And then they pulled in Infinity War, where almost everyone disappeared except for the six chosen ones. And it looked like Brandon Rouse Superman survived. So he's going to play a big part. No, he vanished and was replaced by Lex Luthor. So, really, Brandon Routh was just a waste of time, too. <laughs> so, it's a crossover, pretty disappointing. And I hate to say this because, you know, it was, it's something, you know. I, you know, we talked to him first, ep- actually, episode two, about Mark Guggenheim. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, dude? I, I root for you. I was rooting for you this whole time. But this is like this. The second crossover he's done on his own, 
The first four, which were great, he had Andrew Kreisberg working with him, which luckily he's not anymore because Kreisberg turned out to be a creep. So good rinse. But these last two ones were the ones that where Guggenheim was in charge by himself. I'm just like, yeah, no, he should not be in charge of the crossovers. It get uh, Todd Helbing, who worked on The Flash and is now developing Superman. Get Eric Wallace from The Flash. These these aren't working with Guggenheim in charge. You need fresh blood. Pair him up with someone if you still want to keep him around. But it's been a pretty disappointing crossover. Sounds like it's sounds really like a, just like this is a waste of time. It sounds like a waste of having all of those good cameos too. Like, yeah, like they, it's literally just me and each other. There's yeah. really like Crisis on Earth X. Or the Justice League animated show, or Civil War. It's all moving. The there's really no story here. It's just, yeah. hey, look at that person. Look at that person. Look at that person. It's a real shame. Yes. So. So what a year. I guess 2019. <laughs> hey, we got two coming up in 2020. Maybe this can fix it. Yeah. Maybe they can get Kevin Conroy to come back and film some stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was the disappointment. Like Kevin Conroy was the only Bruce Wayne we had. Versus like the Tom Welling thing, we had another Superman. Yeah. Versus that was it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just a real stinker. But uh, hey, you know what? Yeah, on a more positive note, I liked some movies this year. Yes. I liked some things this year. You just heard them. Um, we did. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you are all going to want to stay tuned now because, you know, this is the 2019 yes. year, which means it's the end of the decade. decade. So like we said earlier, the, the only, the second decade we've been around the whole time yeah, for, for all of the years. Well, I mean, we've got 11 more days. We'll see if, oh, we'll <laughs> uh, not to bring it d- down, but I mean, eh. Statistically, it will make it, but you know. Oh um, God, I never thought of that. Now. <laughs> um, but uh, what you will hear, though, uh, is we will have our top ten movies of the decade, and it sounds like you're gonna have a top ten worst movies. Oh of the yes, because we always gotta bring it down. So yeah, uh, check in. It's gonna be fun. I'm nervous because I don't feel like I studied hard enough, but I'm I have it ready. It's I spent ready. hours combing through Wikipedia. I had a feeling, like, I knew, okay, I know these ones are going to be in, but it was just the order. Yeah, the order is bugging me, too, because I, I, like, I like all of them so much. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, I made a decision that I was going to limit myself to only a specific amount of a certain genre. Oh, I, I wanted to have, like, I a did good that mixture, and I went one over, but whatever. <laughs> I, I did that, too. I uh, They might not necessarily be the actual, ta- like, it... It kind of like I like a lot of different kind of movies, so and I just... even have six honorable mentions. Really? Because I just I oh, can't I, I just have, not mention yeah, them. I have a lot of honorable mentions too. Uh, you have given me permission to list honorable mentions now. So anyway, uh, on that note, we're gonna be uh, talking about best of the decade here yes. at the end of uh, this uh, 2019 year and the end of this decade. So with that, uh, look out for that episode. And as always. And forever into the next decade. Yes, into the next decade. In the next year, should have said that reverse, but whatever. Into the next decade, into the next in year, decade. Good, keep falling down that rabbit hole.